Everybody start clapping right now. Back again for the first time. CEO Hockley in the building. In the what it building, is, brother? Man. Hey, man, once again, mm -hmm. I want to appreciate you brothers, man, for having this opportunity and setting this up, man. I am grateful. Amen. Wait, and I'm curious. Uh, Kryptonite is the name that we put out there, and of course, it's formerly known as Kryptonite. Yeah. You CEO Hockley now, but when you get called Kryptonite, whether by bloggers or whoever, I respect do you feel it. away? No, I respect it. It is what it is. That's a part of me. You know what I'm saying? That's a part of me, man. That, that's when I hear it, that's just a, you know, kid shit. But I, I, that's when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, we coming back off of the success of your last interview. Um, very successful. Very powerful. A lot of, um, uh, a lot of rotation in all different blog sites. Everybody clipping your shit up. Uh, what was the feedback that you got after that? Man, that was, listen, I came up here to give my spiel. I didn't know people didn't know how bad we were treated in, in prison, right? So my feedback was shocked. Not so much that it was um that it worked or that it got a lot of views, but I was shocked that people didn't know how we was treated in prison. Yeah, I was blown away. I'm curious because you know, you told the story about, you know, it was like modern day slavery. You know, you actually on the cotton field. Right. And most people, I know a lot of that guys who did time. They never talk about that side where they've been treated like less than human. I think you was on a podcast where you said you for the first time you heard you was a, a goat smelling nigga. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you ain't never heard exactly. no nobody call you a I goat smelling nigga. I never heard that. I never heard of those adjectives put together yeah, like that. Like, I was confused. Am I a goat? <laughs> Do I stink? Am I a nigga? You know, I was kind of confused there, but yeah, that's that's what they was doing. Why do you feel people who come out after doing so much time don't talk about Though getting that kind of treatment, like, nah, I was treated like a slave, my nigga. I was out there, uh, you know, getting called all kind of words by the, by the white man or whoever, or even by the, a black man working for the white, white man. I think it's shame. We kind of spoke on that off camera. I think it's shame. Again, nobody want to talk about their losses. And then most people that do want to talk about their losses, they want to minimize them and disguise them as wins. But I, I think it's all understood that if you go to jail, that's the loss. Like, so why would you make it appear as though you're winning in jail? Like, you lost. You're in jail. Like, that's where the losers go. That's where the losers go. Well, you got to understand, like I said before, in different cultures, it's also like a, a rice of passage. It's almost like this white supremacy ritual for you to go in here and be stand up. Yeah. Right? And when I say ritual, I mean, like, for when we in the streets, we are being told this part of the game. This is part of the ritual. Going in here and seeing if you can survive or you can stand up to the suffering. And you ain't a man until you are proven you can do that. That's facts. I think you may mention where um, when you go to jail, when you go to prison, man, technically everyone is predators. Everyone go in as a predator. They did some kind of harm to somebody that caused them to go to a supermax or Correct. a penitentiary. Um, is it a situation where when you're a predator and you become prey in there, like you become the right. person picked on, you become the person getting treated like prey, that that's just, hey, I don't want to hide that. Uh, I just don't want to talk about it. And I, and I asked that to say, have you ever had a situation where someone came at, came out and they actually told you like, man, I got taken advantage of in there, whether their manhood got taken, whether they got robbed, no. or they, they, they got lost, they got sunned all day. Do niggas come out and say them stories? Man, that, that's a great question. My wife asked me that. My wife asked me like, man, if y'all was that violent and all that stuff was being done, 
where are the people at that got took advantage of? Right. Right. Where are the people at that didn't make it? Right. So I give you I give you a ratio. Um, let's say 10 people come to the unit. Right. Yeah. 10 new people come in out of those 10 people. Um, two of them going to make it. Right. Damn. When okay. I say make it now, let's get it right. Make it meaning like they are going to defy the system and either fight back or stand on what they believe in, go to the hole and just be all out against what's going on. The other eight is going to fall in accordance with what's going on. Either they're going to become a preacher, they're going to become a Muslim, um, they're going to become a punk, or they're going to become someone that pay for protection. Like They're going to fall into an identity to survive. And so people ask me what happens to those people, right? His, that, that's a great question. Those people are the people that go in there to follow the rules so they could come home, right? And the people that get a t- took advantage of, those are the people out here today committing crimes to go back in there. So is there no such thing as I'm just going to go in here and mind my fucking business and do my time? That, that, does that guy not exist? It, it, it does not exist because the structure is not set up for you to do your time. It's set up for you to be abused. Yeah. So everybody is being abused. And then they start, uh, the, the people being abused like me, you making me pick cotton, right, in the fields. So I start abusing my other inmates that ain't as strong. It's like a cycle of abuse that just trickles down. But the, the, the people that don't, what I'm trying to say is this, the people that go to prison and follow all the rules, those are likely to be re- repeat offenders. I don't know. I don't know if, if that's it. The people that go and that's the warden camp and they doing this, they doing that, they got these prestigious jobs, they Bible thumping, they preaching, they are the ones that come back into society and commit more crimes. Is that what they call institutionalized to where like they know that they're being institutionalized by the prison, they get out here and they have freedom and they kind of don't know what to do with it, so they commit crimes because they're like, shit, I'm, right. well, we I'm, all, I'm used to a system of being told what to well, do. Well, we all institutionalized, right? Who, who's ever been in it is no different from going to the army or college. You are put through this white supremacy ritual, right? And you become this person, right? And not to get off topic, but Fleece Johnson, he was put in that white supremacy system and he became a booty warrior. Now, just think about it. Right. If he's not forced to do 40 years, he would not be talking about ass on camera right now. (laughs) Let's say he did two years or three years or five. Maybe he would not be talking about ass. He would be talking about something else based on experiences that he didn't gain in life. But the ritual of going through prison, of being oppressed, of keeping slavery alive, transforms everybody that go through it. Now you spoke on Fleece, so let's just stay right there because right. um, he got out and he did his first interview, right? And uh, he spoke on having his teeth pulled out, right? Because he kept, I guess that was he used his teeth when he like, I guess attacked people. Okay, people bite off lips, bite off like BJ. right. So they actually took his teeth out and they warned him multiple times, like we go if next time we're gonna take your teeth out. He didn't believe him, and then he, they also said that they kind of made they let him go, like he was technically like. His last parole hearing didn't go well, but they're like, fuck. I mean, we, we, gotta, we tired of seeing you. Yeah, we just tired of seeing you. We tired yeah. of hearing about you. 
Is that a thing to where like you just doing so much shit? Well, put you back in society? Listen, man, that brother been locked up so long. I don't know what is the truth and what is fiction. Meaning, like, I don't know if his teeth fell out from not being took care of or what. But I, I will say this. You are looking at the results of something. All boys and girls, you are looking at the results of a man who is proud enough to survive 40 years of prison, of slavery, only to be a booty warrior and famous on the internet. You don't want nothing to do with this crime shit. Nothing to do with, listen, if this is not an example of what you don't want nothing to do with, let Fleece Johnson be the example. You do not want to suffer that way. That is the results of suffering. Um, I heard an interesting theory um, from women, a panel of women, that they were saying that prison is so violent um, that men rather identify as trans and be put in women prisons than go into a man's prison and suffer. What What is your thoughts on that idea? Well, psychologically, that's true. Not because it's violent, because if you acting like you're a woman and you being um, you know, fucked on like a woman and you want to be around women. Yeah, that, I mean, that's just that, but that's more psychological than it is that it's so violent, right? It's just a mixture of, you know, these things getting pushed on us, man. You know, that we go from fleece to the gay crib. You know, I mean, these things are being pushed on us so hard, right? To where now it's influencing crips. <laughs> like, nah, yeah. like, like yeah. not not only is is door to explore bisexual, the Crips bisexual and gay. Not like, shit, like, shit. like this agenda is being pushed so strong on us, man. So I gotta ask, um, with Fleece doing his original, uh, I think it was on um, to catch a predator. It was yeah, on his, his original it, documentary. It, yeah, it was a documentary, yeah. and then I think Boondocks uh, sensationalized it and put it in a cartoon yeah. form. Um, what he was was like the to me what I'm assuming is the far one percent of prison or the one the one percent of what goes on where someone's like nigga I, you know I see you and I want you and I'm a, you know right. I'm gonna take it or is that a one percent thing or is that like more so is that a higher percentage in prison of no, people no, being that, like no. booty warriors or something like that that's a higher percentage based on the time that he went I see right up until like I told you 2003. Right, well, so some stopped or something like uh, as I was saying about the safe prison act. Okay, yes, the same, the same way in society where they ended bullying, they wanted to end, they wanted to end violence in prison, especially rapes, extortion, and things like that, and they ended it pretty much. But in the times in which he came up, no, that was pretty standard. Like, yeah, it was a the whole process is a test of your manhood. I see. That was uh that was the original fear back in the early nineties. Well, from the, all the way up since all the way up to the early 2000s, yeah. when we seen in society, they was getting rid of bullying. They was getting rid of violence in prison. Also, the thought of you coming in and being extorted or somebody overpowering you for your ass or your shoes or anything they wanted. They ended that. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, I, I forgot the movie. Uh, Will Ferrell and uh, Kevin Hart. Um, Get hard where they prepped Will Ferrell for prison. Yeah, yeah, where like, they, yeah, they, they scared him like all oh, this shit's about to happen, so we're gonna treat you like this well, on no. the outside. Yeah, before you get on the inside, and that was a fear for like blue collar, blue collar criminals. Like, correct? Oh shit, I can't go to prison because because this is what's going yeah, on. Yeah, this now, is what's going on. I'm not saying people take that and me as saying prison is soft. It's nothing soft about slavery. 
Yeah. Right? No, no, at, at no all. point in time am I trying to say, oh, it's softer now than it was then. And I'm not trying to compare, um, oh, I'm not trying to compare oppressions, right? Like, oh man, the white man treated me worse than he treated you. No, what I'm saying is, bro, that is bullshit. And we should not be celebrating that because that damaged all of us. We are all fractured pieces put back together, standing in society. So why are we acting like the thing that broke us is so glorious? That's real. That's real. And you just mentioned uh, uh, Openly Gay Crip. Uh, Tony Woodridge out of Fort Worth uh, has recently did his rounds. Yeah, so, uh, man, we, go, we gotta stop it. Yeah, man. let's go. Let's it. let's go and go through there. Let's go and go through there. <laughs> um, were you surprised when uh, that was a headline that came across your timeline? Man, I was not surprised. What what I what, what I'm saying is, it's the internet. It's the internet. So here it is. Y'all have introduced me to the internet. I've been watching it. Now I am a, a participant in creating content and making content. Right. So this guy is a gay guy that has came with a new angle. The gays got a new angle, right? And the angle is not only will I sh- not only will I suck your dick, but I shoot you and kill you, cuz. Do you like? And I'm saying, how degenerate do we have to be? Yeah, right? I, I'm, I, I'm not speaking. I, I, up I, I look at it like code. like the WWF or WWE, right. whatever, to where like you create a character. Correct. And then like the more sensationalized the characters, like, oh shit, the fans is gonna buy into that. Okay. When you say that on paper, what you just said just now, if you say like this is the character we're gonna put out to the world, right. that's some wild shit. That's some wild that's shit. That's some wild shit. Because this is the message. The minute a man runs around and say, I'm gay, he, he, he's saying, I suck your dick. <laughs> you know, I mean, no offense to people, he is saying, I will perform an act on another man. He is claiming this. And to follow that up with, but I'm also a crip. Damn. So you gonna shoot me too. Like, 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 like how degenerate does the character has to be to be famous? So what more are you surprised about? The open part, the gay part, or the crip part? Because it all plays into each other to where... I'm, I'm surprised by this. It all plays into um, prison theatrics. Meaning, like, again, this is the slavery. This is the mental oppression, right? Showing itself in this form in a free society. Listen to what I'm telling you. Yeah, we back to the gay shit and the gang shit meeting together in the world and presenting itself on camera. And it's getting traction and getting praise, right? I'm not even saying stop it. What I'm saying is I'm on the platform and let's talk about what we looking at. We looking at a man who's saying he's a crip because he was raised on the south side of Fort Worth. He said, I was born a crip because the south side of Fort Worth is my neighborhood and my community. I cannot disagree with that. What I want to know, Tony, who made you a punk? If you was born a crip, who made you gay? Yeah, wait, wait. Yeah, why why are you leading with this ignorance that we trying to get out the community? Can you be born a crip? Can you be born into it? Based on what he's saying, he is born into it. He is valid. His cripping is validated based on where he lived. Well, sir, you wasn't born gay. So I'm saying that to say, help us heal. Don't keep showing us the bullshit. How did you become gay, my brother? 
So I, I, I'm more so curious, and, and that's and that's a good question. I mean, I'm just again, saying, if, I, if, you if he bring, was here right now, I would that'd be a if you gonna bring be a psychological this question we ask. if you gonna bring this ignorance to the forefront, right? This is what I'm saying. If you're gonna bring this level of degeneration to the forefront, and it's gonna make you money, right? Yeah. Don't stand on on you're gonna stand on the crip side, right? That's what I'm asking. Meet Sleeve so, Johnson. Since you a punk, meet stand on the gay side. Let's see more how so, gay you is, gangster. I would more so ask, what makes him a crip? Like who who stamp who stamping this? He's like, saying like most of us. I will say this: I'm a crip because of my neighborhood. Right? Listen what I mean. Did an OG like No, I got put down, but if my neighborhoods was bloods, I would have been a blood. I wasn't in control over what I was because my neighborhood was that as I grew up in it. So, so, so I didn't choose for us to be crips, right? So I had no control over that. I'm saying my environment. Um we we must know 90% of our environment is what we learn, right? There's no books on how to sell crack. You get that from your environment. So the question is, can when you're born in a location that's primarily crip, right. is it and you're young, you're born into it, can you just opt out of being a crip? Or is it like, nah, oh, you no, you can, but 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 that's what I'm saying. If Einstein was born in the projects, he would have sold crack. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If Einstein was born in Cedar Ted's project, he would have stole crack. Why? It was an emerging market. It's everywhere and everybody want it. And it changes your situation and financial need. That is the smartest thing to do when you are in that environment. Regardless of where it puts you on the back end, you trying to fix the front end. Plus it's like Plus it's signed. <laughs> so what I'm saying is I can agree with him being a crip. And that that, that is the thing. Everybody know he gay. It's the crip adjective that he puts with it that pushes the narrative further. Am I, am I making sense? Now you making sense. And when I say who stamped him, uh, he first came out, when he first came out, of course, uh, shout out uh, Mogul Media, he did an interview with him. Uh, I think right after that, or maybe right before that, OG Percy stamped him, which OG Percy, of course, uh, yeah. reps the Crips. Um, with him stamping him, like saying, hey, yeah, nah, that's to me, the, that's all you needed to con, to kind of consolidate. Yeah, yeah, to confirm it. Again, his stamping is internet stamping. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's again, that's what makes the internet so degenerate. It's all about what makes sense. So OG Percy, right? Big gangster crip who has professed himself in prison. If you was on that gay shit, he would beat you up. Now, this is his stories. If you was on the gay shit, I, I, you know, we ain't play that shit on my set. That gay shit, we, we whoop your ass. But for fame and attention on the internet, he's stamping the gay crip that's from his set. Right? And that's what I'm telling you about. There's no moral value here. There's no principle. So why are we promoting, first, why are we promoting crip when you don't even stand on that? You stand on fame and attention and anything degenerate. And what I'm saying is, is that I it's like, oh well, I'm the I'm the dude coming to the party and I turned on the lights. Right? So I'm like, oh man, you supposed to just be playing. Come on, man, turn the lights, man. I got the punk in the corner. My nigga, turn the lights off. Turn off the lights. Don't turn on the lights. You know what I'm saying? I'm turning on the lights. Nigga, I'm like, wait a minute. None of that shit is real. The crip shit ain't real. The gay shit ain't real. This is all theatrics to influence people to be as degenerate as they can. And, that, and that's where the shit is fucked up at, man.
Yeah, that, that's why the shit is horrible. Um, does this information hurt the crip community? I, I don't know. I'm not even vouching I, for the... What I'm saying yeah. is, while, while we are in the process yeah. of breaking the crip and blood curse from our community, yeah. right? We're trying to get rid of OG Percy and his narrative from our community gotcha. of, of that, hey, you need to grow up. Here come, here come a super degenerate, right? That's right. also saying, hey, I'm with that and I'm with this. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, this is... Do you think it's a way to combat the, the like the 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 want for the comp, the want for need uh, for fame and like this sort of attention? It, it, it's no way to combat it other than call it for what it is. Budweiser, boys and girls, Budweiser just tried to do the LGB thing. With I saw that. Famous yeah, who that? Who right? left? They they tried to do a stamp with this world famous beer. Lost forty percent of their revenue. Yeah, it was bad. Had the five people. And everything, right? Do do you understand what I'm saying? What I'm saying is that's what has to happen for it to go away. Uh, The masses. Meaning you have to call bullshit, bullshit. Man, we like Bill. Bro, we not into that shit. Like, what what, what are you pushing this agenda on us for? So when I'm on the platform, that's what I'm saying. Listen, listen, little Tony. Listen, little girl. Go on and do what we are. This shit is all bullshit. Listen, OG Percy, grow up. Stop that shit. The crib shit is bullshit too. I'm not saying you can't be gay and be a crib. I'm saying you shouldn't be neither one of them. Both of them are victimhood positions in life. Yeah, Dewberry came through here and said that uh, he was actually happy this guy came out and said, I'm an openly gay crib because it kind of dispels the myth of all the crib and blood shit. Like, it, it, yeah, all that it, shit it, that it, it proves, was, it ain't. It proves that it's no code. So I'm just the person turning on the light, like, listen, bro, let's 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 examine what we listen at. We got a nigga nines, bad enough they'll spin the block, right? Bad enough. Now they'll rape you and spin the block. Yeah, I did. Like, hey, so <laughs> yeah, like, hey, yeah, let's gang banging on a different level. Gang banging on a different level. What Shit. the hell? This is prison culture Shit. in real life. Now it's here. The inmates are present, man. Now we in the goddamn prison, man. So. Uh, article comes out and I don't know how true it is but they say a rapper named uh, Lil J uh, who was out in Chicago um, okay. is got you know I don't know how they got the footage from in, yeah, the, in the uh, prison him and yeah but they got a man he has a man sitting on his lap just you know, Kool-Aiding with him Pri- prison culture yeah Again, prison culture this is what I'm saying this is prison culture manifesting itself in society right yeah. and being pushed on us Right. Hey, man, I just drink beer, man. Why the man with the beer got to be a punk? What is going on? Like, I just, hey, I just was going to get a six pack. Like, hey, why do I have to be like, hey, I drink them too. And that, and that Tony, the blue rag is the beer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The blue rag is the beer. But you know, it's the internet. So get your fame. But no, listen, I'm here to bring the clean glass. So do you not seeing where America may normalize these type of scenarios where, you know, in the prison culture uh, or in the crib culture, you know, it's okay to be, you know, uh, them, they, he, yeah, she. Uh, uh, man, uh, America like, doesn't care in the sense that it's like picking the losing horse, right? America is not here to help you win. This phone is in our hand. It's not here to, you have to have a mind to win. So if you are confused, about who you are, 
you gonna you confused about I, where you going. I think I don't think it's America. <laughs> I think it's Black America because white America. You ain't seen no gay clan member yet. Yeah, I don't yeah, we see no gay clan. Member. <laughs> yeah, but it just ain't got that degenerate yet. Just let TikTok keep going. No, that, that's why they trying to stop TikTok. No, just let TikTok keep going. You mentioned Budweiser though, where that was yeah. technically white America that got that shit shut down. Yeah, no, with Black it, America it, it, with it, this crypt shit. No, it's not shut down because the crip shit is degenerate. Yeah, uh, yeah that's what I'm saying. Like, like mean. this is the this is the lower let God damn. <laughs> I, I don't know what's coming next. I don't what's know what's coming. Next. <laughs> what's coming next is performing these acts. Well, there's gotta be a gay blood coming next. You would yeah, that's right. Well, like again <laughs> That's just a, that's just my guess. Yeah, or something like that. I'm not understanding, but it is a overall agenda. We all see it. It's from Budweiser to Disney to whatever it is. Now it's in our sector of Crip, and we trying to get rid of this shit, and this here showing up. But, you know, to each day on, we just here to present the clean glass and have a real look at it, because this is a conversation. That's real. That's real. Now, uh, uh, on, on a lighter note, we just recently seen in the last few weeks, um, there was a brawl in Alabama. Right. Um, a security guard had gotten to an issue with some people that were on their boat. They were in the way of a, a, ship, a boat that was trying to dock. They became uh, disrespectful and a fight ensued, which also led to the beating of several Caucasian individuals. Right. Um, what are your thoughts on that situation? Did you buy a, did you buy a folding chair? Like, Man, listen, <laughs> I want to say this. I saw the interview y'all did with the chips. <laughs> Right, we're here. Alabama Slammer. <laughs> yeah, Alabama I, see, I say, boy, them real life street star brothers, they be on their shit. They got an interview with the chair. Yeah. They got the first interview with the chair. So I saw and, that. And, and we went out and hit a nigga later that night. Oh, man. <laughs> Listen, I, I saw the interview with the chair. I saw what was going on. And now here's the thing. That's great you brought that up because we're going to go back to my first interview, right? And I said something in my first interview that for some reason was very controversial. Violence is the answer. Yes, sir. Now, now listen yes, to me. Yes, sir. Violence is the answer. Now, let's go back to that situation. Man, we got a brother swimming across the river, right? We got people showing up. Now, this is what y'all may not know. Those people that was waiting on the boat, right? Yeah. That watched that go on was members of that crew that worked the boat. The brothers you saw, when by time the boat landed, they didn't want to swim across, but that's why they had their shirts off. They, no, they, but they was letting you know, we fired. Right. Like, like li li this is what I'm telling you. The people you saw get off that boat wasn't regular people that was on the boat that paid to be on the boat. They Those were the people that worked on the boat sticking together. Yeah, they took their work clothes off. They took their work clothes off. <laughs> they, the, the brother that jumped in the water, if you see the footage before he jumped in, the whole crew is sitting there watching. Yeah, they were. Right? They are familiar with this guy that's trying to get them to move. Yep. Right? One brother jumped in the water and swam across. The other brothers, e e even the security guard, you see him wave his hand. Like, y'all, yep, yep. come on. They took off their shirt. So what I'm saying is, one, they don't pay you enough to not kick somebody's ass. That's the first thing I got to get them brothers salute for. Talk to them. Because they was fired that day. Two, imagine if they didn't do that. Imagine if they've been doing like what we always been doing. We'll be down there right now having a prayer vigil and a march and trying to get justice for the security guard. That is facts. Now, everybody celebrated 
justice was served that day with violence. Was the chair excessive? The chair was, listen. That Necessary. Chair, that chair need to go on tour. We need to take that chair to some of these corner stores. Some niggas need to get hit yeah. with that chair. Yeah. This is what I'm telling you. Some niggas need to get hit with that chair. What I'm telling you is, you need your ass popped so you can understand not to leave nothing alone. And what I'm saying, there's no protest. Guess what? Everybody's in agreement, fair and square. Right. Now imagine if that would happen after Trayvon Martin got killed. Wouldn't have been no. Imagine if that's what happened after Mike Brown got killed. I'm not saying no riding or fighting is violence. I'm saying George Zimmerman or his mama got killed. Right. Look, it makes you think differently. Those people think differently. The white people they got whooped. They gonna move that shit when they get on that boat. They not even going over there. Not only are they not going over there to dock. They telling other people now don't go over there. Because they will beat your ass. Nick, don't go over there. An ass whooping is better than four years of college. Come on. Listen to what I'm telling you. You could save a lot of money by putting your foot in somebody's ass. Those white people, especially the ones got here with that chill, is informing all other white people in Alabama. Don't go over there. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, oh. But now, mm -hmm. we only got their results through violence. And like I say, it's not the violence that the white people did that started the shit. It's the violence that prevents the white people from crossing the line that gets you the respect. That's what I admire and everybody admires about that situation. But nobody is realizing we celebrate violence. <laughs> violence is the answer. Yeah. And, you know, I'm always inclined to agree with that. Uh, what how do you feel about, you know, the people who are just watching and recording, not getting involved? Because here, my thing is, right. It's cool if you're not going to get involved. You don't want no smoke. Boom. But to sit and record and watch a man disrespected, that is your same. your inside your race and inside your color, not and not intervene. You know, what well, does that well, say about well, I'm going to tell you this. That's why I say if you're watching it, right? Mm -hmm. When I'm first looking at the scrimmage go on, I'm like, damn, brother, you you got, you know, damn, you you, you know, you you in it. I'm a person that no violence. I done, I done been in it, right? And what you see is the natural reaction. Here's the natural reaction. If we go outside and somebody's getting their ass whooped, man, woman, or whatever, your natural reaction is to stop the violence. Stop the right? violence. You don't know who is right, who is wrong. You see people that was waiting for the boat to dock, right? When the boat would have docked normally, some people would have got off and people would have got on. Yes. The people that was in line waiting to get on the boat, those brothers went down there to help, to break it up. Like, you just trying to stop the violence, right? Yeah. right? It's like, hey, man, I, you know, I'm, I don't know what's going on, but hey, man, I'm trying to stop the violence. That's a natural reaction. The next natural reaction is to record it if you're not going to break it up. But you don't have the intuition to jump into the lake and swim across or even help <laughs> unless, you, unless you know that person. So those people that came to help was his co-workers. If you go downstairs and you see the, the security guy getting whooped, you inclined to help him. Yeah. Because you are familiar with him when you come in and out the building. Fact. Like, hey, man, get off him, man. Wait, hey, what, what? They are helping people they know. If you don't know, you're more inclined to record or keep moving. I guess that's, I ask that question because you often see videos of like, let's say there's a black man uh, running down the street 
and some other white people chasing him, you'll just see a random black man trip him. And they all dog pile up. We don't even know why you don't even know why you tripped this young man. No, you, you know gotta you got you gotta intervene. So right. your question is, even if you're not fighting, you gotta intervene, especially when you see someone of color getting abused, because that could easily be you. And it it it's we live in a tricky society the way you can intervene and you could get murdered. But like if you see the law choking George Floyd, like violence is the answer, bro. You you have to the, the he who has the biggest stick has the control. And you may get popped, but you got to let the people know he got to use his stick when he come over here. Right. So let me ask you then, um, if this same scenario would have happened on the yard or in prison where let's say you're out on the yard, everybody's out, you know, you see an older black man right. getting jumped by like three young 20-year-old Aryans. Do, black, do other black people who know this older man will go in there to his aid to whoop on the white people? That's the that's the only way it happens, man. In, in prison, violence is you fight first. So you don't ask no questions. So you see, yeah, yeah, nah. you see one of your your oh, oh that's hey, that's cool over there getting whooped. Oh, now nah, let's go to work. It's rape time, just in oh, general. Shit. So so what I'm saying is, it's just like that. It's like uh, we have a saying: fight, squash, everything. <laughs> so 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 the minute the, the the minute we start arguing about who. Who was better, Michael Jordan or Kobe? Shit, fight squash, everything. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the better. So off top in prison, violence is first. Yeah, that it, it fights every, everything. It's when you don't want to be violent is that you get took advantage of. And last, I have to ask: Do you feel like this is going to spark anything going forward? Um, people make it seem like this was a race thing, where blacks against whites—they're proud. Blacks are proud. Man, whites listen, are like we, we, they were all right. We are so desperate for a win to where you know. <laughs> that was, that was, I, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not knocking what was done, right? But, but, but we are so desperate for a win. We just needed something. something we, we, we got too many bodies. Too many young, too many people been to court and got out free for victimizing us. We were so desperate for a public win and victory to where this lifted our spirits. So do I think this is going to continue throughout time? No. But I hope this has taught y'all fight. Quit marching. Quit coming together. Quit putting all those distracting things away from doing what you need to do. And that's put your foot in somebody's ass that put theirs in, in yours. So the next uh, uh, march that you see for a cause, you would like to see some chairs on the front line in people's hands. Man, we need it. We need it quick. <laughs> we, 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 listen, bro. We, 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 I don't know how to put it. Other than that, we are hoodwinked and we are tricked in thinking that the road of least resistance is the way. No, we need to go down the road of resistance and it need to be some fighting and, and it, it just... Speaking, it needs you know, to be some fight. Speaking of um, the marching and the protesting, Black Lives Matter, right? Uh, you know, what is generally your thoughts when you see them getting involved in different types of like black controversy or things that's going on in the black community? Well, well, with, with Black Lives Matter, I don't know Black Lives Matter. I don't know nothing about the organization. I see what they are attempting to do through protesting and marching. No, if you ain't doing what them brothers did in, in Alabama, you ain't got nothing going on, right? Yeah. Yeah, if you not fighting, you ain't got nothing going on. But, but I would generally tell you this about blacks, about us, right? We are sold this idea of unity, right? We are sold this idea of we all need to come together to win, right? Yeah. Okay, in that situation, his coworkers came to his aid. 
Mm. Right. Even when he was out there and the fight was started, one of the co-workers was white. It was a white guy in a blue shirt and it was him. Yeah. His co-workers came to his aid. The people on the boat end up getting caught up in it once the co-workers start kicking everybody's ass. That's the dude with the chill who wasn't a co-worker. Right. right? Okay, so I'm saying that to say this. The whole idea that we all need to come together is a falsehood. This is what I'm telling you. I'm not coming together with OG Percy. At no point in time in this existence do me and that nigga need to come together, kumbaya, and shake hands. Not even for a celebrity boxing Not match? even. Yeah. For a, listen, people come get together paid for- to get their ass kicked every day. Yeah, I will, I will definitely kick him in his ass for some money. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's not a problem. But what, 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 I, what, what I'm saying is this. People will see us arguing or see us going back and forth and say, man, if y'all could just work together, the world would be better. Listen, black people, we do not need to come together. This country was started by 56 white men declaring war on a country of white men from which they came from. So let's talk about it then. Listen, listen what I'm telling you. Let's talk about it. This country was started by 56 white men saying, fuck them white boys from over there, which we just, our ancestors. And they let their ancestors know, if you bring your ass over here, we going to murder you. Yeah. 56 white men signed the Declaration of Independence telling other white men that we going to murder you if you come over here and fuck with us. Yeah. That's not unity, bro. That's people standing together, right, that have a strong enough belief to overcome their obstacles or their challenges. So what about the Buffalo Soldiers? Huh? The Buffalo Soldiers, uh, the black men that got put in front of, like, the Civil War. To go go fight. Well, to go fight. Like, we got to shit. No, no, this is what I'm saying. No, so our thing is this. We never had a structure, so we always worked inside a structure. Mm. Right? Do you understand what I'm saying? So, of course... The structure is built by the American white boy to go against the European white boy. So we fighting with home, right? This yeah. is where we at. We, 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 we are standing with this. And as a unit, as what I'm trying to say is as a unit, we are stronger, right? But it don't take everybody. Quit trying to convince people that they don't want to fight that they need to fight, mm. right? Quit trying to make this whole thing that, oh, if all us spend our money, no, keep your money over there. Like, keep your money over there. Everybody ain't your customer. Everybody ain't your friend. You may be my color, but you not my kind. Mm. Now, oh man, you sound a little harsh. Listen, it's a war going on in the world right now. The white people of Russia are killing the white people of Ukraine. Yes. Neighbors, literally. Neighbors. Same language. Countrymen. Same language. Same language. They are murdering each other. What what I'm telling you is no unity nowhere. Donald Trump, the people fighting him is white people. Yes. Everywhere we see is division, right? But it is power with those that stick together on a level of understanding. So I would have to ask with Black Lives Matter, um, we've seen the civil rights movement. Right. That actually brought change when they march in Selma. The, uh, I, I respect the civil rights movement. The thing is this. You have to you have to study things so it gets better. They brought a method. Right. That hadn't been brought. They brought a collective method to 
have sit-ins, this and that. And it brought a change. But as we see, it also was the change was stolen. The gays got the change now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's also it's also I don't want to discredit the civil rights movement. No, civil rights movement is part of the reason why we're here. Or if it hadn't came about, we would have shot our way out the motherfucker. Some would have shot some a, a, some kind of way. But what I'm saying is, it don't take everybody. It just take us that are within the circle, sticking to the rules and sticking to the game for us to grow. So for CEO Hockley, when you see the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, when you see things happening and they're coming together to do to, to do something. Yeah, but I say you not, propaganda. Not, yeah, okay, see, so you don't I, take I pride in it. You don't take pride I don't at all as a black man. I see propaganda, which, is, hey, that's their side, right? But they killed somebody. This is what I'm telling you. They, when I'm saying the people they are opposing are murdering people. So this is a pacifier so you don't go murder nobody. How many, <laughs> you know, I've, I've always believed that um, if there were maybe 10 or 15 black men who didn't care about dying, or didn't care about whatever they had amassed in life, if they just didn't give a fuck, they could probably change the world. What do you, what do you, how many people you think it would actually take, what kind of unit do you think it would actually take to make a change in America for black people to move forward? Now, that, that kind of change we don't want. The, on, the only change we could possibly hope for is like what we're doing here and now is economic change. That we kind of group our dollars together to have more control in the system. But the change, the change of overthrowing the system or making a real significant impact it ain't happening with our understanding. Why? Right here, for those that don't know, we are in Dallas, Texas. Two significant things happened in Dallas, Texas, in white culture and black culture, that tell you everything you need to know about this structure in this society. The first thing that happened in 1960-something, right here in downtown Dallas, a white man blew another white man head off that was the president of the goddamn country on TV. <laughs> Do you, listen to what I'm telling you. Right here in downtown Dallas, right around the corner, John F. Ke President John F. Kennedy got his head blown off by another white man, broad daylight, in the middle of a parade while it was on TV. Do you, you hear what I'm saying? This is white people not liking white people. Am I making sense? All right. The second significant thing here didn't happen even a decade ago. The second significant thing happens here at a at a Black Lives Rally march. What's the brother name? Malachi. Malachi took it upon himself to be a one man army and murder what four or five police officers. Seven, seven, officers. seven officers to where they had to blow him up. Now, <laughs> now let, let me just make this point. I'm pointing out these two significant things here for a reason, right? I'm not pointing them out. I'm not pointing them out based on violence, right? Violence is a key factor in these two very significant things. What I'm pointing out, it takes violence to make change. It takes bloodshed to make change, right or wrong, right? It's, it's knowing that you will get your ass sent out of existence, right? 
that makes a situation very difficult for you. So as he just said, uh, when it comes to taking by taking something by force, you feel like we're beyond taking this country by force. There's no, I, I think we're we're not prepared to deal with not having nothing. You got to know what freedom look like. Freedom look like being that the brother here was saying he was in the desert uh, riding. On, that's. That's freedom. Right. Being in a desert with no tools, with nothing, and you got to make a way out of it. We're not prepared to be that desolate for freedom. Yeah. And that, that's what I'm saying. We're too, we're too used to our creature comforts, our, our TVs, our air conditioning. Yeah, we're, we're not. Uh, we, but, but there are other ways to fight within the structure. And I don't mean even fight against it. You got to understand, like I said in my first thing, we got to fight one war at a time, right? Before we even get to a racial war that's been over with, these people control the money, they control everything. That shit is over with. After World War II, that's another thing. When white people fight each other, it's called world wars. Right. When we fight each other, we call it black on black violence. Right. Bullshit. You see what I'm saying? But listen, they have already won that. The war that they have left, that the war they had left us in, that they have left us in to suffer in, that we are committing every day that we can fix is the war of poverty. Right. When, when I say poverty, I'm not speaking of money. I'm speaking of resources. Correct. Yeah, we should not be in survival mode at 30 and 40 years old. Because man say, bro, you preach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we should not. So when you say group together, no, we shouldn't group together to get guns. We should group together to get money right. because it's the resources and the lack of that is keeping us in this cycle of poverty while the white man is gone on doing whatever the hell he need to do in life. So now I have to ask you about a mindset that I've always wondered. Um, because when you see a group of black men and um and they're getting money. It always is broken up because one wants to shine harder or one going to wear it, go ahead and get four chains. And right. Why do you think it, we, when we get to the place that we get to and get the money, we always got to try to one up our, our counterpart. Well, you wrong. Wrong? You, you wrong. Okay. You said that wrong. You got the scenario Right. You categorized it wrong. Okay. It's not only black people. All right. Do you, now, see, that, that, that's the part of it. Meaning, did you see Facebook? We all familiar with the Facebook story. Correct. Two white boys paid another white boy to build Facebook, and the white boy building Facebook jacked them. Jacked them. Straight jacked Get it back in blood. Listen. Get it Get it back in blood. Now, what I'm saying is, so it's not indicative to black people. Gotcha. Right? So what we're speaking about now, why psychologically, when money comes up, some people in the group start acting funny. Right. Because they're not used to it. Right? I mean, that's just the only thing. Meaning like you start thinking of all the things you want, the necklaces, the, the women, the this and that because you haven't had time to experience it in life. So it's not black. And see, that's... But, you know, the I guess my disconnect is, you know, they were beefing over billions of dollars. 
No, but what like I'm saying, I would, I would. No, but, but, but what I'm saying is, listen, they are the most educated people on the planet. Right. I'm not saying they as in white people. I'm talking about these three people mm-hmm. are in Harvard University. Mm-hmm. Listen, these are the most educated people on the planet. They have entered the most prestigious college in the world, and they backstabbed each other. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> They, and it wasn't because they had a lack of money. It wasn't because that was like the people that was paying was rich. Mark Zuckerberg yeah. wasn't broke, right? Their ambitions wasn't lined up. Mark Zuckerberg wanted this more than them, and he took it from them. I just want to say they weren't hurting for money, but I don't want to say it was, you know, they weren't, no, they weren't where they at. No, what I'm saying is they're not in poverty. Okay, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they weren't hurting they for that. They have nothing. the resources to build this. Yeah, like, nigga, we could take a loss. Yeah, they, they have the resources to build this. And, and, and the psychology is still present. But now, this is why you said black. This is why I say black, right? Because you're speaking on your experience yes. and your environment. Okay. Right? And there's nothing wrong with that, right? But I just want you to know it happens in, in every, it, you know, it, it happens in every environment. I'm making sense. Are you making sense? Because because we got this idea that um, I spoke on black on black violence, right? And I I say it it is a myth, right? Not that black people don't kill black people. That's not the myth. Black people definitely kill black people. Oh, yeah. But this is what I'm saying. The labeling of it is to convince us that we don't like each other. Right. This is what I'm saying. Mexico City has 25 million Mexicans living in one city. They have the highest murder rate ever recorded on the planet Earth. And I never heard Mexican on Mexican violence. Yeah, you don't hear that. You never hear that. Listen, it's more people living in Tokyo than anywhere else. It ain't no niggas in Tokyo. Everybody that's dying in Tokyo or being murdered in Tokyo is getting killed by people that's in Tokyo. Yeah. But you never hear that. What I'm saying is, you you rob, kill, shit, eat, breathe. You do all these things in your environment. Definitely. But they have gave us this label, so we think it's just us and we don't like each other. Now you said you said, you know, as we group together. I'm just curious if 200 black people's in the hood. Right. Group together and they said, hey, the lottery is one billion dollars. If all 200 people just say, hey, man, everybody, let's just put up five dollars and and, you know, let's try to win this goddamn lottery. How can we don't do that to try to win this billion dollars and spread it throughout each other? Listen, and let, bro, let, let each bro. other. Hey, 200. We, we good. The hood is good now. First off, man. First off, I'm going to say this. Your number's too high. What, what, what the, the, the five dollars or the no 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 two hundred two hundred people oh yeah you yeah. saying two hundred black people can't come together for common cause no I'm not saying that what I'm saying is fifty six white men started this country oh wow, man <laughs> <laughs> what, what I'm telling you is you don't need that many people to Dang. win you don't need that many people to win you got to understand what prayer is whether you believe in God or not right. I'm a person that pray. I believe in God. But prayer is concentrated focus on something that you able to bring into existence. You are trying to give your energy and your thoughts to this happening. Right. Right. And and that can happen if three people are concentrated and focused 
on achieving the things that they won't fix. Because you got to remember, you want the money to do something, right? I want the money so we can all have cars. Well, the money ain't come. Let's us get together and buy him a car, buy him a car, him a, let's fix one problem at a time. That sounds kind of hard. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> so no, we no, all gonna get, who going to get the car first? That's going to no, be a problem. But what I'm saying, y'all all got changed. No, you're right. That is the answer. That is That's the answer. answer. That is. How, how many people we, we dealing with? Five? Yeah. Five. Do, listen, I do a toy drive every year. I give away $25,000 in toys every year, right? This is going to be my 10th year doing it, right? This yeah. toy drive stays alive on that. Blessings five on that. people. Five mm. people keep this alive. So when, when you get to theorizing these numbers of 200, five people got real life street stars to wear that. Don't get me wrong. It may be more, but I'm saying the people that going to show up when the lights get cut off. Yeah, that's real. No, nah, that's real. We don't need 200 people. All right. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. Free game. Free game. That's just free game, man. So I got to ask, you mentioned uh, Donald Trump. Right. Uh, let's talk about it because, you know, uh, YSL is going through their situation right now. Right. And uh, Fanny Willis, I think her name is Fanny, Fanny Lewis, Fanny Willis. Right. She just put a RICO charge on Donald Trump, the right. president of the United States, 46, whatever number he is. Yeah. Uh, when you see that to where the president of the United States has a RICO put on him by an Atlanta black woman DA. Okay. Um, what does that tell you? You know, again, this is well, I'm, you've been in this world long I, enough. To I, I'm just gonna say this yeah, go once you put the Rico on YSL and the other members, we said niggas always doing shit to niggas. Yeah, <laughs> that's, black that's woman, what we said. That's what we said. This black woman got in power and she went after these niggas. Yeah, it made me, it made us feel away, right? It made us feel away. Well, she got the biggest fish out there, and he a white boy, former president. So right there, it's like, well, damn, that kills our initial argument, right? That kills our initial argument of us judging her for being in her position. She just doing what's right. Them niggas need to be indicted. His but ass needed to be I, indicted. I, I guess my disconnect with that was is he's not in jail right now. Okay. So <laughs> no, no, not now that you bringing that up. Now listen, once again, if I could call out the motherfucking gay crip and call out all the bullshit. Let's just speak on it. As somebody that's been indicted twice in my life, both times I've been indicted, they came with a bond, a mug shot, and a prison cell. Right? They, I have never seen them not come with them three things. Right? So this is a testament of what we were talking about, resources and what power look like. So listen, boys and girls, Donald Trump has been indicted five times. He hasn't had a mug shot, or a prison cell, or a barn. L listen what I'm telling you. This is another thing y'all missing in here. Not one time has he had to pay anything. Listen, I done been indicted twice, and indictments always come with a mugshot, a barn, and a prison cell. He hasn't got neither one. He hasn't, he hasn't got neither one. So what I'm saying is this, you looking at power. Real power. You looking at real no, power. No, no, seriously. You you you've been in America all your life. What does that tell the world when you just indict your president? Like you just indict your former president. It shows you real power. I'm mm -hmm. sitting there telling you what you're looking at. You you looking at real power. And 
let, let me ask y'all this, just by consensus, two brothers I'm talking to, what are y'all thoughts politically of Donald Trump? Do y'all have any political thought? Right now, Donald Trump, Biden running, if y'all had to vote, who y'all voting for? Donald Trump. Donald Trump, exactly. Why wouldn't you? Want to know why? It's like, well, why would you vote for Donald Trump? We all say this system is racist, right? We all say this system has been against us, right? Guess what? We got a white boy that has shaken up the system. I'm not saying he shook it up for us. What I'm saying is we say the way you defeat a house is by dividing it. He done split this country down the middle. He done bust this motherfucking half like a swisher sweet. You eat on this side or that side. I got the utmost respect for that because I know the devil is the author of chaos. So and, that, and that's and the what I devil is present. Shout out to Trump. That's Maybe what and that's what I vote. tell. Yeah. That's what I tell people. People be like Donald Trump is racist. I'd be like, no, he's evil. Racism is this pocket thing. Yeah. Donald Trump don't give a fuck about nobody. Nobody. No. <laughs> but now listen, I, I can I tell you why we don't like Donald Trump, right? Because our <laughs> white coworkers take too much pride in him winning. Yeah. No, I bro. No, <laughs> Look, no I'm just hey, saying. I like Donald Trump back on Apprentice. No, I'm just, I'm just I, saying. I I, no, I'm just saying. You gotta remember. You gotta understand the game that we getting played, man. It's just the internet game. <laughs> the, the internet game is coming from the political game. Yeah. What I'm saying is, we just had a black president, yeah. right? And he coming right in that. So look, you get to pick your horse. Yeah. We all voted for Obama because it. He you know, a horse, right? So here come this horse. So immediately black people don't like him because the white people are mad. I had to ask a woman before. I say, Donald Trump won the presidency. I say, I heard you said you was praying. Did your God put him in there? <laughs> oh, my God had nothing to do with that. I say, but damn, your God put Obama in there. <laughs> right? So I'm just saying that to say, listen, all narratives, all bullshit aside, I mean, you're looking at real power, man. Man, I don't even think black people... Wasn't not fucking with Donald Trump until that Gina Six came out on Netflix. That what was that documentary uh, called? Right, Central Park. Central Park. Yeah, I'm sorry, the Central Park Five. Yeah. Uh, and he put that. They we learned that he put that article in the newspaper. Yeah. That's when I start seeing niggas not like Trump. Trump was with black people. Oh, we going to his hotel. Now listen, he, was, he kicking it. You don't have to like Trump. I'm not even advocating for Trump. What I'm saying is, if you don't like the system. You got to chill for the lesser evil. Yeah. He is kicking ass. Everybody that's fighting him is white people. Yeah. This is not our fight. We sitting here watching white on white violence. If, if it was niggas doing it, the niggas would be like, niggas always hating. They done indicted this nigga five times. Why they won't let this nigga? That's what you looking at. But you know, and you know what's so crazy? Hey, go back to our girl. I feel like she just threw her, her, her hat in the, in the, in the, uh, in the ring too. Oh, wherever he done been in that. Hey, we we indict Donald Trump. Listen, man. Listen. I encourage all black people go vote. Vote Donald Trump. Why? It's all bullshit. Keep the bullshit going. You know what I'm saying? I want to see, <laughs> hey, now you got indicted five times. If you become president, do you delete the charges and let everybody out? I want to see this shit. This shit a video nah, game. Nah, he definitely going to get charges. Listen, if y'all going to bring a gay crip up here and we, and we going to have sense and be reasonable, I say let's all vote Trump in to see who he let go. Yeah, I want to see this shit play out. I want to see it. God damn it. Well, uh, uh, speaking of RICO cases uh, with Trump, you know, going through his situation, YSL... They still going through that situation, man. It seemed like a lot of 
scenarios that played out in the YSL case, man, where not only uh, Thug's brother, you know, he got put back in jail for some right. shit, but a lot of Gunner just celebrated Thug's birthday today by, you know, he just pulled up in a pink something. I don't know what the fuck right. it was. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, he put money. He, yeah, so he, he displayed it. Let him know. Yeah. And well, <laughs> we got to break this down. I want your thoughts on it as far as the difference between snitching and telling. Um, is there a difference? Are they one and the same? Uh, I know one name, the word snitch really has a bad stink on that motherfucker. Right. The word tell kind of comes with a little bit like a like a childhood type memory or Man, something. I'm like. gonna tell you that now that, that's the part that's disgusting, right? You got people on the internet that never be I had a blogger try to tell me that I hang out with snitches. Now I was like, listen, bro, let, let me, let me. It, this nigga just told the tea me. Party with this the- nigga just told me he was the union leader at AT and T. I'm like, what the fuck is you talking about snitches for? If I shoot up your house right now, union AT and T leader, you gonna call the police with the quickness. With the quickness. So this is what I hate about this internet culture because it's trying to propel street culture based on nothing. But this is what I was taught as someone that was in the street, someone that was in prison, right? And I learned this in prison, right? So when you in prison and let's say you have relations with female guards or you're selling drugs or doing illegal dealings in prison. Yeah. Think about that. That's hard to get away with in this controlled environment. Yeah. Right? Like it got to be pretty, pretty obvious that you got weed. Everybody ain't got weed. Nigga. And you the weed man. This gotta be pretty obvious in here. So what I learned was when I was in here and these things was happening, dude was like, listen, you can't stop nobody from telling on you. Let me explain the difference between snitching and telling. Telling is somebody saying, hey, he be selling them boys weed. Right? That's easy to see. You can't stop that. Nobody else has it. You the only person that could get it from. Snitching is when they say, hey, female guard such and such brings him weed on this day or this the person that brings the weed. So I'm like, that's the same thing. He say, no, the difference is the person telling don't have the information. For him to snitch, you got to snitch on yourself. Ah, ah. So you got to be able to say, hey. You got to be able to provide information that's not visible. That's not present. You got, listen, police are never at the crime scene. No. Now, in this time, they got videos or they go look at the cameras to see who got their ass whooped at the Alabama slammer situation and what shell was used because it's all on video. But in the time I was growing up, they relied on eyewitnesses Mm. to provide the information that plugs in to get the situation, um, you know what I'm saying, took care of. So what I'm trying to say is they are both of the same thing. But because people haven't been in legal situations, they get caught up in the situation that everything is snitching or everything is telling. Listen, bro, 98 percent of all cases end in plea bargains. That's right. Okay, Especially federal shit. Do you know what a plea bargain is? Yeah. Hey, listen, you telling what went on. Yeah. You tell you give me you you give me some information. Big Meats got a 30-year plea bargain sentence in the feds. Mm. So you trying to say Big Meach, uh No. I'm saying this is the mis- per- per- this is how it is misused. So 
by that saying, okay, he had to provide information to the police. That would be considered snitching by the internet standards. Yeah. This is what I'm telling you. By yeah. internet standards, him taking the plea bargain is snitching. That's because they people haven't never been in these situations and don't understand what is required so you could take care of your business. Big Meech took his 30-year sentence, admitted to crimes and stuff, so he could free his family. There you go. Okay. So, again, it's only immature people like the union leader at AT&T trying to define what stitching is that ain't been in the situation. So what would you call it if you're just uh, redirecting attention? Like, hey, we see you. We we know you selling what the whoop the whoop. And we say, nah, I wasn't doing shit. You might need to go check at Jeremy's house, though. Well, it's all it's all the same thing. Meaning, when you're dealing with police and you're dealing with streets, there is snitching and there is telling. There is no rule of conduct. I know one person in prison now with a 60-year sentence, right, for a murder that him and other people committed. The other people didn't get caught because they was able to put his DNA there. And he didn't tell on the other people. Right. So he is doing the time based on what they had on him. Right. Right. That is rare. So like uh, what I'm trying to tell you is that is the exception. (laughs) Shit. Listen to what I'm telling you. That is the exception. So the mafia who created this code. Right. Didn't stick to it. Yeah. they, They point out, oh, well, this person snitched and he got killed. But they didn't stick to it. The whole yeah, not at nobody all. Nobody likes people that snitch. People tell we don't care about it. Nobody likes people who come get information from the horse's mouth and use it against them to destroy what they have going on. The biggest snitch in the history of America is Benedict Arnold. Oh, damn! Have you ever heard the term "you a Benedict Arnold"? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is snitching. That is betraying, right? Uh, using the information that you have to weaponize it against somebody else to free yourself. Would you call snitching somebody who has an op and the op did not commit the crime, but you pinning on the op either way because you don't like the nigga either way. So when the nigga's asking, hey, that nigga did it. You can ask me the question however many ways you want to ask me the question. (laughs) You can switch. Don't get the same, man. This is what I'm telling you. In the streets, people snitch every day. People tell every day. It's very few uh, situations where there is no snitching. Very few. So listen, boys, girls that's trying to grow up and that's trying to keep this fairy tale street code. 98 of all cases end in plea bargain. That means everybody snitching tail every day. Monday through Friday from 8 o'clock in the morning to 5 p.m., people are providing the police and people are providing judges, attorneys, and applying DA with information on other people and on cases. These, these people who are paid to put you in these places are not on these corners with you. They are watching social media. They are watching inboxes. They are talking to your friends. This is the way this system works. It is built and designed on telling and selling information. Everybody is snitching. The minute you get on the camera, the minute you get on the rap song, the minute you do anything with your mouth that is verbally giving out information. Oh, yeah, we went over there to the club, but you know, I ain't going to tell you about that, man. Yeah, but them niggas was trying to get on. Yeah. 
Them niggas from there, everybody is snitching or telling. That is what this society is built on. The shame that they trying to come in it comes from some goddamn me um, bravado shit that existed a hundred years ago that they didn't stand on. Everybody snitching. Yeah, I was like, so why? I was like, why do we act like there's a code to this? Why do we, in, like, especially in, in the criminal world, why do we act like there's a code to. Well, okay, Nat Turner had a revolution, tried to free the slaves. His revolution was destroyed because people snitched on him. Correct. Is that what's the, oh, no, that's, oh, that's the Nat Turner movie. Yeah. That's the Nat Turner movie, right? Yeah. They told on him, right? Yeah. Nobody likes people that tell. Nobody likes it. Why would you like it? It's not respected. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, the pe- excuse me, the people that snitching, right. right? Telling is just conversating, talking about, man, them niggas do interviews over there, this and that. But snitching, you got to be a part of what's going on. Nobody likes it. Snitching is not a good thing. In corporate world, it's called corporate, um, what's the word for spy? How you say it? Espionage. Yeah, exactly. That's what, Nobody likes people telling their secrets, right? But what I'm saying is only on the internet we act like it don't happen. We act like 6ix9ine is rare. And you know, there, you know, there are individuals now who are profiting off of um exposing people who have snitched. Uh the, my what's the dude name? 1090 Jake J. the Snake. Jake the Snake. <laughs> no, no, no. 1090 J. 1090 J. His name is not Snake. 1090 Jake. 1090 Jake. Okay. No, I'm just, you know, listen, I'm old. Listen, boys and girls, I'm old school. When I hear Jake, I put snake with it. And and your ass get thrown in the air and you get DDT. Like, say, say so. So I'm not making jokes on him just mentally. I'm a uh, WWF nigga, man. And when I hear Jake, I put snake with it. So his name is 1090 Jake. Correct. Okay. Um, you know, it seems like to me that, you know, because all of his people that he reports on are predominantly black uh, rappers, successful rappers. And, um, you know, like you, we, like you yeah. say, the snitching goes on. Right. Every day from eight to nine, not uh, eight to five, eight to five, <laughs> Monday through Friday. But it seems like all his victims are successful black rappers. Right. And he is a white man. What are your views on that? Okay. Now, I, I, you asking me my views, I got to turn the question around back on you. Okay. And you, and you off camera. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Okay. So, let me ask you this. Are you for the misogyny, the violence, and the degradation that hip-hop has produced in our culture? Am I for it? Are you for it? No. You are not for it. I do celebrate it when I go to the club. No, we, no. Listen, we all celebrate it. Yeah. I, I, I will be sitting here and be lying if we don't celebrate it. But we we can assert that hey. But with this all the knowledge, problem. with all the knowledge that I've gained through my years of living, I cannot say no. No, I say because no. It, it's an unfair balance. Correct. We want some of it at the club, but it shouldn't be on the radio. It shouldn't be here. It shouldn't be there. It's everywhere. Right. Booty hole brown. All this old shit here, like it's it, it's. Yeah, no, I'm just saying it's everywhere, right? right? So here comes a situation where someone is pulling back the curtain of the bullshit, right? Correct. So what I'm seeing is I'm not seeing white or black. I I, 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 I get the issue, right? It's a white boy doing it to a black guy. Right. It's the white boy paying the black guy to do it. 
Mm-hmm. Am, am I making sense? Yeah. It's the white label owner paying the nigga to poison us. Yeah. It's the white boy exposing the nigga that's pouring us as a fraud. Right. Just to serve, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't see it no other way. Yeah. And I'm not being mean. I'm not being cruel. I'm just saying the nigga is the puppet on both ends. So I'm not here to defend. I can't. What we used to call it? Yeah, I, I can't, can't defend I can't, or I can't de- defend or deny or, or deny because <laughs> I'm sitting there looking at a nigga. Yeah, nigga, I can't co-sign or, or help you. Yeah, you should have <laughs> not did what you say you don't do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah in, in that discussion. Now, now, imagine if we had that cleansing throughout everything and you could see people for what they are. Charleston White, prime example. I get in trouble with, not in trouble, I don't get in trouble for shit, but um, I get a situation where someone calls me out about association with Charleston White. They say Charleston White is a snitch, right? And you associating with someone that has snitched. Now listen, I explained it to him like this. I don't know if Charleston White snitched or not, but I do know Charleston White is saying he will snitch. Right. Right? You gotta have the, listen, boys and girls, this is what's wrong with the streets, right? Here's the problem with the streets. You gotta have the utmost respect for somebody that's telling you what he gonna do before he do it. <laughs> right. L- listen what I'm telling you. Amen. The streets are broken because it's the people in the streets saying they ain't gonna snitch that's gonna snitch when you get in trouble that got everything all, all messed up and broke up. So if I'm making any sense here, respect the person who reveals his hand to you. Give that person the utmost respect. It's the person that got his cards hidden that's going to do the most damage to you, man. It, it's, it's not the it's not the no that fucks us up, yeah. right? It's the no, I mean, it's the yeah that means no. Yeah. Not for real. Now, let me say it again. Yeah, you want it. It's not somebody telling me no that messes me up. No, you can't get that long. No, you can't have that. That don't mess me up. It's the person that's saying, yeah, I got you. That don't got me, though. Yeah, for real. I, it goes back to when, um, and, you know, rest in peace, that dude, but when he said, hey, if you say one more word, lady, I'm going to sneak you. I'm going to yeah. hit you. Right. Uh, I mean, he told you. Yeah. And then one more war came out, and then, of course, you know. He nah, he got, nah, that was the dumbest shit I ever seen in my I mean, life. He but said, I, no, I mean, but, but prison taught me something. Kryptonite. Kryptonite. Listen, you're going home. You need to be Robert Hockley. Don't put your hands on people. Mm. Now, I'm the same person that promotes violence. Yeah. But I only promote it when somebody crossed that line. In that situation, yeah, in that situation. And then you can't lose. He punched him. He got murdered. Man, they had shirts, man, of the nigga talking about, I'll knock you out. Like, we Mr. Like, knockout. We all fucked up, man. We all fucked This up. man sat here and then threatened a woman and then punched a woman and then got killed. And we can't even learn the lesson in that, hey, one, don't hit women. Two, them motherfucking nachos you was getting was not that motherfucking important. Was not worth it. It, it yeah. was not worth it, right? And three, you don't know who got what. Oh, yeah, Walk yeah, away, yeah. but we can't learn that lesson. Why? Because we celebrating the nigga that killed him, and we celebrating the nigga that died. Man, come on now. We <laughs> can't get that lesson out of that circumstance. Come on. Keep your hands to yourself. What? 
Why do black people? Well, I won't even say black people, but no, nah, I'm gonna say black no. People. Say black because that, that's yeah. our environment. You yeah, speaking, right. Yeah, yeah. That's why, what we, you why we? Why everything funny to us? Because I seen the shirt that said he went in for nachos but got wings, and it was a million. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm laughing. I ain't, even, <laughs> I ain't even heard that. I ain't that pretty clever. <laughs> like that's pretty clever. Like, and I'm like, whoa, this man got a family. <laughs> Granted, he was wrong, and he paid his. You know, he paid that price, but damn. No, I'm going to tell you. So the question is, why does black people find everything funny? Right. Right? Things that are funny and tragic things are all funny. Why do we find these things funny? It's because of, it, it's because of pain. Yes, it's funny. Yeah, listen to me. The only thing that makes you feel good about losing by 40 is finding out somebody lost by 80. <laughs> That's the only thing that makes you feel good. So we we are hurt. So that's why we find humor in other people being hurt. Man, that's real. Uh, real quick, I, I gotta ask you about. You mentioned three things. I want you to kind of break them down, uh, which is cycles. Uh, us as a people, you know, we have went through, uh, and even in the penitentiary system. You uh, call it a cycle of violence, a cycle of ignorance, and a cycle of poverty. Correct. And I want to break those down one one by one. Um, when you mentioned that, you know, we are in a cycle of violence, um, and this is just for us as a people. Right. Uh, when you say that, what do you mean when you say that black people are stuck in a cycle of violence? Cycle of violence is that we are abused, so we abuse people. Hmm. We get whooping, so we whoop niggas. So we whoop niggas. That's the cycle of violence. That is the cycle. Now, it's like, well, damn, CEO, you saying but violence is necessary. Violence is necessary to prevent violence, right? Yeah. But the, the thing that made that, that boy punch that lady over them nachos was the cycle of him being abused. I, I won't argue. I won't argue that. Right? And I'm not saying his daddy whooping him. I'm talking about the system yeah. abusing him. That's the that's what I mean. To answer your yeah. question. The cycle of violence is you being abused, so you abuse somebody else. Man, that's real. When you say the cycle of uh oh, before you know, why are we talking about that? Um, I tend to have a violent nature sometimes, and I haven't I haven't gotten into a, a real altercation in about. Two three years, <laughs> say twenty, 20 days. days. <laughs> now, but I have I haven't gotten into a. I'll say about two years. I haven't gotten into an altercation, and I'm like, oh, hold on, hold on. Let's clarify altercation. So you ain't punched somebody. I ain't punched or been punched in two years. In two years, okay. We're not talking about arguments. No, nah, we're, we're not talking, talking about physically. Physical. Well, I don't even have arguments. Them shits is pointless. I got you. No, I'm just, I'm just making a show. Sometimes I'm gonna get loud. You gonna get loud and shit. Okay, so <laughs> now nah, I'm got you. So. Two, three years, yeah. ain't been no punching either way. But now, as of late, I've been like, I want to put my hands on somebody. Right. Do you have those inclinations? Or, and if you do, how do Man, you combat listen, those? I'm going to tell you, we got it, bro. Like, it, you got to have a release. So what I'm going to tell you is this. Man, go to the gym. Mm -hmm. Go work out. I, I, you you got to, the energy has to go somewhere. As we talk, as people watch this video, sound is absorbed. If nothing was in here, the sound would echo, right? Yeah. When things are in here, it, the sound is being absorbed. And I'm saying that to say you have to release that stress some kind of way. You know what I'm saying? Some people use drugs. Some people use sex. 
working out is the best way. Go punch on something. Yeah. Go punch on something. Uh, and, and, and sometimes in a release, getting punched is the release. Right, yeah, I mean, and, and that's just what it is for people like us. They got that kind of trauma. Like, yeah, I go punch on something. That's the only way I can release it. Punching bag is in the garage. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I got to throw some jabs. Hit the club, pay the DJ $20 to play Whoop That Trick. Oh yeah, nah. See, that's gonna keep going on. Now nah, you gonna you gonna be all. But like, go to I, one of the white boy concerts where they just be throwing bows and but, kicking. But, but, but I got my sons in boxing and things like that. And sometimes, man, I want to go in there and I tell Coach Les Paul. Yeah, because I want to. I want to get punched. Right. Let me like get I, I know that seems strange. No, nah, I know. No, no, no but, it don't. But people it don't. like us. That's that relief. I need that contact yeah, you, to, to keep me sharp. And it's so crazy because you know, you know, I have thought about. Well, maybe I just go in the club and. Get into it one of these niggas, but then it's like you gotta run back to the car. Now, you gotta run back to the car. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, it's a race to that mother. Bro, it's the gym. Yeah, it's, it's the gym. So when you say a situation like um, the cycle of ignorance, uh, what do you mean as far as of our people going through a cycle of ignorance? Cycle cycle of ignorance is um, not learning from your mistakes. One, two, not seeking knowledge. Three, um. What would I say? Not learning from your mistakes, not um, seeking knowledge. And it's one more in there. It, it, it escapes my mind. But when you say when I say ignorance, those are the things that I'm talking can, about. Can I paint an example for you? Because when I look at some people in the black community um, who, let's say, are going through welfare, Section 8, kind of go through their lives, they kind of look down on the kid who does want to be smart. Like right. the kid that wants to say, no, I don't want to you know, do this over here. I want to stay in my books. I want to go to college. Um, for a long time, we have been like looking down on a person that wants to say he a schoolboy. Yeah, he a schoolboy. Oh, he, he a schoolboy. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, he a nerd. Oh, he a square. He a uh, uh, well, he, some some of those labels are accurate. The problem is those labels are coming from people that aren't in that position. So what else they gonna say? Meaning, like if they praise you, it, your success shows their lack. No, exactly. That's right? what they're kind of doing. So, and so they you can't pass to attack me. that. Yeah, they, they have to attack that, right? And when, when, I, when I'm saying cycle of ignorance, it's like what I said about Martin Luther King, right? I'm like, oh, he had it wrong, right? Yeah. Violence is the way. What I'm saying is we are so ignorant that we won't even learn that from what he has produced. So when I say the cycle of ignorance, we will keep the kumbaya shit going. Without learning from the mistake that's present and and that as came before us, that's real. Yeah. So cycle of ignorance, violence, cycle of ignorance. How and do we break it? So for the last one, and I got to get your take on it is um the cycle of poverty. Oh, cycle of poverty yeah, is the one is the one we got to break before we could get to the other ones, man. Do you the feel cycle, like the prison system continues the cycle of poverty? It has no choice. It is predicated on the cycle of poverty. That's the. Uh, it was designed to enslave people that just got out of slavery who didn't have nothing, right? right. The prison system was created because they had to stop. Um, they, they 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 had they had just stopped slavery, right? So just think about it. These prison these prison places are plantations. Right. They are forms, acres, acres of forms. Right. Yeah. They used to have slaves working on them. Right. And all of a sudden the slaves is free. 
So the only way you could get them to work for free again by without fucking up your money is by arresting them and putting them in there. Yeah. Right? <laughs> state so state it, mandated it, slavery. Exactly. So it was predicated on poverty. It was predicated on the people that just came from not having nothing and keeping them not having nothing. Right? Yeah. But prison offers you the opportunity to break the cycle if you intelligent enough. If you go in as a felon, though, and you get your not only your GED, but you get your your associate, your bachelor's, your master's in prison. You go through college education in prison. Right. And you get out, and as a felon, you cannot get a job. You cannot in the workforce. You sign that. Uh, they ask you, "Have you? Are you a yeah, felon?" You sign yes, and, 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 and immediately uh, you get to the bottom of the. You immediately go hell to no. the bottom. So that's that. Once you boys and girls do not keep do not keep it gangster. When you say you keeping it gangster, you mean you keeping it broke. Listen what I'm telling you. The minute you say you are keeping it gangster, you are keeping it broke because you will be broke for a very long time keeping it gangster. Do not keep it gangster. And the cycle of poverty can only be broken, right? When you realize what you're going through. Yeah. You got to realize what you're in. So when you're in prison, they are not teaching us. Listen, they got you working with Aggie. They got you picking cotton. All these traits, they got you fucking folding clothes, motherfuckers doing crafts and arts, making tigers out of paper. You know what I'm saying? None, <laughs> none, none of this shit is teaching you, right? Anything that will help you get out of the poverty that puts you in here. And then when they release you, they release you right back to that poverty. Why, why haven't we seen a black owned cotton picking company? Well, it's trauma. I tell you this, the black man created the cotton gin. Nigga sure. picked it so much, he figured out an ingenious way to get somebody else to pick this motherfucker. Cause the white man would never because figure out nowhere nobody else to pick it. Cause yeah. I'm, I'm I'm thinking it was so many black men that came out of prison picking cotton. Like if 52 of us got together, right. we could pick up, we could Here, pick. Here's the feet. problem. Here, here's the problem. We're getting together to create mixtapes. Yeah. Now listen to me. I'm not. I'm not saying it in a negative way. I'm saying it in. This is our Achilles heels. Mm -hmm. We getting together to create mixtapes. And it's like, um, I feel like people feel like black men in general. They feel like they got to make their money by doing something. Like I can't be flashy. Like let's say we got a, a, a IT company. Right, and we chained up. We got our computer. Right, we got com- computer monitor, chain, keyboard. Right, right. But it's like you would be ashamed to say, "Oh, I, would, I would, oh, what, what do you, what y'all do? Oh, we on an IT company." Right. I, I thought y'all was some street niggas. Thought y'all was some street niggas. <laughs> well, well, I'm gonna tell you, it's very rare you're gonna see somebody run an IT company with a chain. You wanna know why? The problems that they are dealing with in that IT company. Right, that chain can't fix. Correct. <laughs> like so, it, it's a reason why wealth and flash are separated. Right. Right. And it's just based on what you're dealing with from a day-to-day basis. You are trying to fix problems and create solutions. You are not trying to draw attention so people could clap for you. Right. Unless you got some bad little females working at the IT company, some little bad I mean, no bad, bad no, little Indian. Saying, uh, the only thing that makes you bad, I mean the only thing that makes the female want you is your ability to put them on. You don't need a necklace. (laughs) That nigga can do nothing for me. Yeah, you you don't need a necklace. But what the 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 problem the problem with us is is like, well, why are brothers getting together to make a mixtape, right? Because these things are promoted and pushed to us 
as avenues. The cotton gin ain't an avenue that's promoted to us. That's facts. That's facts. I got to ask you, uh, lastly, uh, you did your time, paid your debt to society. You got out, CEO Hockley. Uh, you're doing so much for kids. And we're going to touch on that in a second. But I want to know, what is your thoughts as far as the government's involvement in the prison system? How much benefit do they get from the prison system, the government? Well, man. State government at that. I mean, just think about it. If you was in a position of controlling these niggas with these motherfucking extendos and these Dracos and these goddamn me, what else they got? These hundred round drums. Nigga. And nigga that's going to spin the block. And not only is he going to spin the block, he going to record it. He going to rap about it. He going to DM about it. Nigga. I mean, what, what you mean? What position you gonna be in? Yeah, we gotta say ignorant niggas. Yeah, you, you gotta you gotta because hey, on one end, it is it, it is it is producing the violence. No, this is what they say. On one end, they make you sick. On the other end, they sell you the cure. Nah, facts. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> no, that's exactly what it is. On one end, they make you sick. Yeah. <laughs> on the other end, they, they sell you the cure. So they have produced the ignorance, it's only right. That they lock you up for. Yeah, we're going we're gonna right? to profit off this motherfucker. Yeah, so the kids have to be smart, man. The kid, and, and Don't get me wrong. If you a kid, you have to learn from your mistakes. You're not going to be smart. You're in the environment. You don't know. You're being led by the blind. I was led by the blind. But once you find yourself in these predicaments of prison or failure or zero, when you realize you really robbed the store and it was only $30 in there and they gonna give you 80 years, right? You have to learn from your mistakes. You have to you have to grow up fast and grow up quick. If not, you're gonna grow up in, in prison. You're gonna go in a kid that like what you gonna grow up a kid that like Fortnite to being Fleece Johnson the booty warrior 40 years from now. That's, a that's drastic, the only result that's a drastic that they turn. got for you. That's, a that's it. Turn. That's what you giving up. Nigga. I, 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 I got a brother that been in there since 94. I brought it up. And, and he and we and him was joking. He say, man, you, you can't come back in here and do no time, can you? I say, nah, brother, listen. You ain't tasted lemon pepper wing stop yet. Hey, <laughs> you ain't seen the... Yeah. <laughs> I, say, I say, I don't know what I would do if I know I couldn't have a wing stop Come no on more. now. Like, yeah, you haven't, I you see haven't the had land. these experiences. Like, yeah. And, and, and so I get it. And you will never have them ever again Damn. if you let that white boy put you in that jail. Damn. If you let him put you in there. So when I look at Gunner and I look at what's going on, yeah, Gunner is snitching. Everybody is telling once they get in there. What I'm saying is quit acting like you the gangster when we see that this gangster shit means nothing. You sound like you tell you sound like you're trying to tell people who is holding back on snitching to go ahead and just do that shit. No, what I'm telling people is quit acting like that's ain't what I what I'm telling you is this. If you out here fucking around in these streets, niggas gonna snitch on you. End of discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't even quit, don't quit even acting think like quit acting like it. this ain't happening. Right. Yeah. If you're a young kid and you got that gun and you getting wired up to kill your op. Do not think that when you kill your op, everybody gonna yeah, keep right, it a secret. Right. That's what I'm trying to tell them. Especially, especially that, especially that nigga who was just driving. Who was just driving? <laughs> now, and now, you decided you seen the nigga. No, you didn't I, like I'm gonna tell you this. I so cold. Y'all see the YM? What say the acronyms? YM. YSL. YM Melly. YM. Okay, y'all do know he in there for killing his friends in the car. Yeah. Right. Okay, y'all do know Lucci is in jail for also killing his friend in the car. Mm -hmm. yes, sir. 
Do you all understand that? Lucci right. and them is at Lucci House playing video games. They get a call that the op is out there. Everybody that's in the room jump in the car with guns, go shoot at the ops. The ops shoot back. They have a shootout, and they got to kick a nigga out the car that got a hole in his head. That's what happened. That's what happened. So what I'm telling you is, I'm not saying, hey, go snitch. I'm saying know that you is going to snitch on somebody and everybody around you is going to snitch on somebody. Quit acting like snitching don't exist. This or, is this happens immediately after the sound go boom. Or your friend might kill you. Or your friend <laughs> might kill you. Yeah, it, it's no reward. It's only one reward. You're going to die or you're going to be Fleece Johnson. Yeah, you End of discussion. You're telling your partner, man, hey, listen, don't fuck, don't care about pussy no more. Don't care about Wingstop no more. Uh, nigga, just keep it solid. Don't. <laughs> nigga, keep it 1,000 with me. Come on, nigga. Man. That, yeah, that nigga so, thinking. That so nigga I'm thinking. not advocating for what I'm saying is people acting like this ain't happen. been happening. Man, at, at, at 14, my friend killed a dude that came to our neighborhood, killed a blood member that came to our neighborhood. He was 14 years old, right? I was 14. And this woke me up to what was going on. Bam, the blood dude was older. He, he created violence with the um, older cats in the neighborhood, right? Yeah. So the people of his age group, he got into it with. We out here with guns. My, my homeboy pull out his gun, shoot him in the head, kill him, right? Next day we wake up, the police is everywhere. And all the old niggas are saying, man, these young niggas is out of control. <laughs> <laughs> Stop looking at the old niggas. Redirect your attention to the young niggas. Now listen, this for the internet, this for all this, this is this is 1993. I'm 14, I'm saying to myself, man, y'all telling. I'm like, I thought y'all wanted us to be gangster. When the police showed up, they say, man, these young niggas out of control. You gotta get all these young niggas. These young niggas is wild, they mamas ain't out here. Y'all gotta get. I'm like, God damn. The people that predicated this. Now, when the police came, they gonna tell on you. I learned that lesson at fourteen that these niggas gonna tell on you. The minute some shit go on, you gonna get told on. And here's another thing: you might not be that tough. The minute some shit go on, you might be the one telling. Nigga, leave that shit alone. Walmart is high, nigga. Walmart is high, nigga. Uh, uh, UPS is high. UPS is high. Like, come on, come on, man. Let's take care of business. And this is what I want out. All my brothers to know your time gonna come. It always come. You don't have to get it. Why everybody else is getting there? It's just wait on yours. Everybody, but I know it's hard. But like I say, if you find yourself in a predicament, man, learn from your lesson, move forward. You can have a show like Real Life Street Stars. You can have multiple businesses like Robert Hockley. You just can't bullshit yourself. Listen, Amen. you can bullshit everybody but yourself, man. Amen. And on that note. You got any shout outs, brother? Man, before I go, man, once again. Huh? I said, uh, you had to mention uh, what you had going on. I, just, I really want you to mention uh, what you was doing for the kids. Okay. Uh, G- if, you, G- if you don't mind, yeah, tell them what oh, you Oh, no doing. problem. Um, G County Hope Foundation. The website is gcountyhopefoundation.org. This is our 10th year. We're going to have a banquet this year. We hand out $25,000 in toys in my community of Galveston County. This is our 10th year. We're going to host a banquet for it to celebrate. That's another thing we got to do. There's another thing y'all brothers got to do. Y'all had the 500. K-pop, yeah. Listen, we got to honor ourselves, bro. Ain't nobody going to clap for us. Do you, do you hear what I'm saying? As a group, we got to honor, honor ourselves. Man, listen, it should have been a real party. 
Not for real. Listen to me, and y'all are still playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all, it could have been a, a mansion party yeah. or something like. Listen, y'all are the leaders in this particular field. You, you understand what I'm saying? And, and you have to celebrate yourself. You don't know when you're gonna be able to celebrate this again, right? So that's what we doing this year. We made ten years, and we gonna celebrate ourselves. You know what I'm saying? The website. For those that want to donate and know anything about it, it's gcountyhopefoundation.org. And, and on that day, we go to five different cities in our county, handing our toys to the worst communities that nobody go to, right? And that's just something that I, I've done for myself and the people that help do it. I don't want people to look at me as a community leader. I don't want people to acknowledge me as a community leader. We have to get past that. Community leader is being a parent. Bro, and I'm going to always say that when I get on these platforms, be a parent. You, you want to know what the most inconvenient thing to do in this world is something for your child. You know how inconvenient that is? get the call. Hey, you need to go pick up. Such a, like this is some of the most. Inc so when you are doing that, that is for the kids, not when you passing out toys. When you passing out toys or you going to the school to speak, you doing that for you. Amen. It's nothing wrong with that, spreading the information. But if you really doing it for the kids, it's what you do at your house. It's how you take care of your kids. So on that note, man, I just want to say um, G County Hope Foundation, we giving back. We just trying to right or wrong in the community and create some balance, man. And let's celebrate ourselves more, man. Shout out to Real Life Street Stars. Shout out to my brother. Shout out to my mother. Shout out to everybody that support me. And man, look, Alabama Slammer, let's pass that goddamn chair around and undiscriminate that chair and hit some of these niggas with that chair. Undiscriminate that chair and crack some of these niggas at the corner store with that chair. Nah, for real. Man, I always, man, you are a gentleman and a scholar. I love to see you, man. You're so full of information. Every time you come, you game us up. With this, with that being said, CEO Hockley, you are a real life street star. Hello.